Self-praise is very necessary in relationships too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very necessary in like the attraction dance. I mean, one thing you can say in general is each of the instincts has a love language. Totally. Yeah. Self-praise, the language is, you know, providing things and well for well-being and stuff like that. Yeah, and totally. Care and romance and partnership and love, like knowing that different types interpret those things or prioritize those things differently is like where the Enneagram becomes like something more than just unpacking the Enneagram itself. You know what yeah. I'm the big hormone Enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-praise, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-praise sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 traffic. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-praise with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I'm a 3 wing 4, self-praise social, with 369 traffic. Hi, I'm Alexandra, I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 traffic. If you like or hate us, make sure you go like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure you leave us a review. In this episode, we just got right into things. So we didn't do any plugs. So I'm doing the plugs for everyone now. Uh, First thing uh, I want to plug that is a little different than the usual spiel is Josh and I just completed our first offering for the Enneagram School, which you can find at theenneagramschool.com. Uh, we completed our first course, which is based on that model of the developmental view of centers that uh, we did an episode about a couple weeks ago, months ago, and uh, really applied that model to the types in a way that deeply clarifies and opens up a lot of understanding on what the types are, how they operate, and really find psychological distinctions that um, were new, totally new. So it feels like a kind of a it, you know, it's drawing on all the object relations that we've been doing, and, and it goes even further uh, by looking particularly at the object of object relations, like, you know, instead of the affects as much, looking at the objects. And so we started with four classes, and we realized we had so much material that we extended it to two more. So there's six classes in total. And so you can buy the recordings uh, for $150 on our website. And moreover, uh, with the sixth and final class, we looked at Trifix from the point of view of this model and what this like what your fixes are doing in relation to your main type uh it was really illuminating people really got stuff uh i mean people's feedback since and the notes they've shared and the things that they're coming to understand and how how identity functions in relation to holding environment in the body how um thoughts in your worldview your you know your your mental center operate in relation to your identity fix and your body fix so uh, check that out. Um, I appreciate everybody who's bought my book. If you have bought my book and you've liked it uh, or if you hated it, please write a review. I don't do any advertising except for this podcast. So um, having a good review uh, means a lot for me in terms of um, just people buying my book. Uh, Alexandra Arroyo Acevedo has a new website. Saturn ruled nine as in number nine.com with her where you can hit up her, hit her up for astrology readings and further content in the future. 
uh, Dark Arts Academy that you can find on Enneagrammer.com. Uh, the three most handsome boys in the Enneagram, Emeka, David, and Joseph, are applying the insights and understandings of the Enneagram, especially those that we talk about here, to real-life exemplars, usually videos of pu- public figures, and uh, trying to show type people, but try, in, in, in so doing, showing how all these abstract concepts show up in actual people. Uh, it's funny. It's interesting. It is 19 bucks a month for a lot of content. Uh, and there are, I guess, like discounts and typings and stuff like that you can get uh, via that. And finally, uh, Mr. David Gray has a Trifix booklet that I did the introduction for. It is in the David Gray style of the Enneagram. It's very, uh, it's, it's based in images and graphics and um, gives you a kind of archetypal. Uh, intuitive impression of what the instincts, or excuse me, what the trifix feels like, what the, uh, its qualities, um, mythological figures and uh, images that it resonates with, has evocative terms, and it's very useful for seeing stems and fixes. And, you know, so for example, one of the things I think is really useful about it is if you are trying to understand some aspect of your trifix, uh, let's say you're trying to decide if you have a two fix or a four fix, um, and you know what your other fixes are. It could be like, all right, I'm a six, but I don't know my heart fix. Okay, what is the six to two stem? What is the the six to four stem? What is the four to five stem? And I can kind of isolate the feels, the vibes of each of the uh, the fixes that way. So check it out. Uh, any site.com and enneagrammer.com you can buy this early on in our relationship there was a day when like because i was i would go to her place uh for like a week you know or two weeks at a time because of flights and stuff like this and there was a day when she just was like couldn't do anything anymore and she was like oh, I, yeah. I, i'm gonna nine out really hard and i like she gave me some kind of warning and she was in bed and like <laughs> like melting, you know, like had no muscle tension whatsoever in her body. Yeah, it was like this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was even more melty and it was like yeah. watching a show and eating bagel bites and <laughs> like absolute comfy zone. And she was it could be like, is this okay? Is this okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine, you know, but it kept expecting yeah. me not to be okay with her being at nine. And now I think we talked about it last time, but like. I'm maybe maybe with somewhere else we talk about it, but I'm a nine enabler. We're like I'm like, yeah. oh, Cody, here's another blankie, and here's some tea for you. You know, Alexander, has that been a thing where you had past partners who had problems with you, just sort of vegetable? Oh, all of them. Damn, all of them. really? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. How dare all they? of them? And it's I mean, it started with my parents. Like over the summers when there was nothing to do, and I was like too young to have a job, they would just write arbitrary lists of things to do because they could not handle the idea of my sister and I just like being on break. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, it started right from the get-go. I've had, and it's bigger than just like having a one wing that has like a judgment around the nine chill mm-hmm. thing. It's just, it's been from the jump, I've had a lot of guilt and expectation to not be nine-ish. See, this is what happens yep. when you date sevens. It's on you. You did it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that seven was really, like, really triggered him. Like, it really bothered him. So, yeah, now I'm in a nine enabling zone, and I'm going to become a toxic sloth. (laughs) 
Alexandra's essence is cozy. <laughs> just, <laughs> her body is soft. Her hair is soft. Her, you know, voice is soft. You know, it's just like this complete softness. It's like, let her be soft, you know, like, like let her be herself. And, you know, there's things that sometimes I do put pressure on her to, to get done or to do or something like the millionth time when she's complaining that she's not moving. And I'm like, maybe you should move, you know, maybe you should go exercise. <laughs> then, then she exercised after two months of complaining and then she's like, wow, I feel so good. <laughs> yeah. I've been working out. That's Brian too. Yeah. I've been complaining about like energy levels and like bad sleep and stuff for like probably over a year. Yeah. And finally this month I've started working out like a couple of times a week and I'm, my sleep feels great. I feel hot. Oh, yeah. I'm you know, like all of this, all of this, like I'm just reaping benefits from this. And, and I'm like, John, wow, these are all the benefits I'm reaping. And he's just like holding his tongue as if he hasn't been telling me to do that for the past year. <laughs> or <laughs> drinking like, water yeah, is well. another one. <laughs> but I didn't think of it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Drink, drinking water is one. And then what was yeah, the one water. recently, baby, that you were like, uh, I said something like, yeah. Oh, it was like your co- colors you should wear. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've been saying this shit for since the beginning. And you're like, yeah, but I just figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you last nine. people. Yeah. Double masculine yeah. consumed last. And don't put oh, budge in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I just, just, well, not just discovered. It's been around for a while. But like the seasonal palettes or whatever that everybody's like contrast and complexion, cool tone, warm tone kind of shit in their face, in their hair, um, tells them what like colors, what color, seasonal color palette would look best and most flattering. And mm-hmm. I just came to some conclusions and John's like, yeah, I've been fucking saying that. I'm like, well, well that's nice, but now I know. <laughs> she, I mean, you used to be like, why am I so tired? I'll just drink more coffee. And I was like, you're tired because yeah. you're dehydrated. You know, like you're dehydrated. And then turning into a raisin. And then, and then it was like, and then, you know, then you were like, Mao, now I just drink a lot of water and all these problems have been solved and then you'll like stop drinking water for a while and then I'm like it's because you're not drinking water (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's really fun for John I thought you had stuff Prez what's wrong yeah caring for our nines she's just self cozy I'm just lazy sometimes you know (laughs) no that's why I do exercise and all this nutrition stuff and water is all for actually a mental comfort, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. mm-hmm. I I've started lifting, and I can already tell I'm going to be fucking insufferable when I start getting muscles. <laughs> Just going to nonstop be flexing. <laughs> Look at my muscles. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much of an impact that has. Like I've already seen like, oh, a change God. in my body, and with John, I've just already yeah. been annoying, being like, "Wow, no wonder you like me. No wonder." Da 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 da. All this talking nine bullshit coming out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, you know. No, I saw the, thing the too, amount of time brings, I spend it, in front of mirrors is ridiculous. <laughs> it brings up your testosterone, so you get cocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There was a video I saw on Instagram. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me know if the sound is playing. All psychology, all neuroscience. And this is, I think, the most interesting finding of the last decade in all of science. And this is the insight that your muscles are basically an endocrine organ. 
that secrete hormones into your bloodstream that affect every system of your body. Your muscles, they secrete chemicals and proteins when you exercise that are also really good for your brain health. And one of the first papers almost 10 years ago that was published explaining that when you contract your muscles, they literally secrete these proteins into your bloodstream that make you resilient to stress and can protect you from depression. The scientists called them hope molecules. This idea that literally your muscles are manufacturing like antidepressant molecules. And the only way to get them into your bloodstream where they, they can then travel to your brain is you have to contract your muscles. Like that's it. It's like a pharmacy in your muscles and anything you do that contracts them, walking, hiking, running, dancing, weightlifting, like swimming, anything, you are going to be dumping hope molecules into your bloodstream that when they get to your brain, they work as an antidepressant and they also help people recover from trauma. Like that, that's like a miracle. Because of course it's wonderful when, when medications work for you, but for so many people, medications don't work or they don't do the full job in terms of helping with mental health. And the idea that your muscles could provide you with the, the equivalent of something like an antidepressant medication, that is, I think it's phenomenal. Bad news for nines. <laughs> you have you gotta, to You gotta move. contract those muscles. I don't know. That means if I do, I'll become a hope machine. <laughs> all you whiners will have to stop. No, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, okay, that's motivation enough for me to pick yeah, up really some good. weights for five minutes a day or something. Yeah. yeah. Get some hope molecules in my bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give Emika some hope molecules. No, I think if I hadn't uh, started weightlifting, I, like, I would not exist. You know, like, that was... Yeah. Today, like, you know, in this conversation um, about, like, I don't know, dating and stuff like this and attraction and that was going on earlier, um, you know, we're talking about, how, like, the lack of kind of, like, initiation for men in, like, you know, like, lack in all kinds of ways, but, like, not just becoming a man, but also, like, how to interact with women in the right yeah. way and all that kind of stuff and how to conduct oneself romantically and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, one of the few uh, things that, like, I feel like my dad did show me was weightlifting. Like, mm -hmm. that was, like, you know, when I was, like, 14, um, like, my dad just, like, basically made me uh, do, you know, get on the bench press and, and showed me these different things. And I, like, fucking hated it <laughs> so much. But, like, I think that's, like, the thing that saved my confidence in high school was both not just in terms of being attractive but also like um people not like fucking with me you know mm -hmm. because i had muscle and uh you do it enough and you just can't stop doing it and so like you know you guys have seen the fucking big dumb bench press i have in my living room yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have a small apartment and have these big weights everywhere <laughs> but it's like that's been love. so important <laughs> Huh? I said that I love. <laughs> yeah, that Alexander loves. <laughs> and Alexander has been like, you know, like, mm. <laughs> That's some inspiration mm, right there. Looks oh, tasty. Yeah. Yeah, it has to so. serve that function or else you'll yeah. have no motivation. Yeah. It's been a tasty treat for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like getting, like, I've noticed after 35, that's when I've noticed the, the real decline oh, yeah. beginning. Uh, is post 35 and so like working out exercising is more of a, an important thing now it's yeah, also I, crazy this is like dumb nine realizations but like 
It's also so annoying and crazy still how like fast you start to reap the benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how fast it's my quick. sleep gets better, how fast, you know, my mood like stabilizes, how fast my body starts to respond. And then it's just this annoying, like now it's come to, cause I just sometimes do just like videos that I see on YouTube or just like make shit up. But now it's gotten to a point where like the videos that I've been doing on YouTube don't offer the same kind of like soreness that it did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, which is already very cool. Cause it's like, wow, that's, I'm, that's already not as hard as it was for me. Um, but now it's also like, fuck now I have to like level up if I'm going to get that mm-hmm. good, <laughs> that good, yeah. good, the, that- the incline never fucking ends. The other day, uh, Alexander was like, John, do you have any, uh, resistance bands or something? And I was like, you know who the fuck is talking to me? <laughs> Just work out queen resistance. What a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because being in the relationship I'm in, not only with a nine but also together so much, I don't move as much as I used to. <laughs> like I used to be like I used to have all my time alone, and like at night I would like go to a friend's bar and I'd like walk for several miles to get there and oh, walk wow. back and stuff. And right. Um, walk all over the place and i don't do that <laughs> so so i've had to like level up in terms of how much i'm working out here as mm-hmm. one a little nine who just likes to be a little little peach pit please you're also just more relaxed that is true <laughs> woe is john He's a, stress. So, so the cou- the couch y'all are seeing is we, we call it the peach pit because alexandra <laughs> is a couch peach and not a couch potato because that's a derogatory wow. term. Yeah. Oh. The that, woke term is couch sense. peach. No this nine slander here. Peach. Yeah, no, no nine no slander. So like, no. yeah, Cult all those books and she's that's got so cute. She's got um her nail stuff on on the side of the, the couch and it's just Yeah, over here. It is like trying to sit down on the couch sometimes and there's like usually two cats on it, you know, and it's just like <laughs> sometimes it's like so cozy and comfortable I can't even like sit. <laughs> in it, you know, it's just like what? there's so many pillows and <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely my my like sculpted out territory of the apartment. <laughs> anyway, this this is now a self prez podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we will guide you through your nutrition and health and fitness goals. It I think of, people would appreciate an episode about that kind of shit, though. Yeah, yeah we totally. actually should maybe do, like, maybe, actually, yeah, that we should do an, um, my God, what just happened to my brain? Um, we should do an episode on the importance of self-prez. Yeah. Um, not mm-hmm. just, like, the health and nutrition thing, but also, like, the self-containment, you know, like, the boundary quality, like, that kind of stuff. Because I do think that self-prez, I remember seeing once some some woman commented, I think she was social or typed as social sexual or something like that, that she typed self-prez as, um, as being non-relational, which there, you like, like, sure. There's some truth to that in the sense that it's not like actively identified with like other or whatever. Um, but that left a bad taste in my mouth because self-prez is very necessary in relationships too, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's very necessary in like the attraction dance. Um, well, and also there's, I mean, one thing you can say in general is each of the instincts has a love language. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Self-prez, the language is, you know, providing things and well, for well-being and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Caring, yeah, yeah, about that kind of stuff. Even like interests can be like a self-prezy kind of thing where it's like we can ground each other in this sort of common, um, object that we can connect with Mm -hmm. um 
it's like maybe we can do an episode also on like the different uh attraction seduction strategies based on the different um Mm -hmm. instincts what people recognize as sexy depending on their instincts Mm, yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah what each one offers or whatever Mm -hmm. because yeah i see i see some self-pressed slander every now and then like self-pressed social is seen as like the the most normal one or the most like basic the most yeah, the most basic one, and it's also like I feel like self-press social also gets gets the most. You know, like like people are really attracted to self-press social without realizing that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You right. know, because it offers a lot of grounding and a lot of stability, but also and a lot of like self care. You know, like that kind of providing energy that David you were just talking about, but also like so much of the just like rich deliciousness of life is found mm-hmm. in self-press. Yep. Yeah. Good food. Yeah, like a nice massage. Who doesn't like that? What, what are y'all talking about? You're saying that just talking about good self pride stuff? Yeah. 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 Talking about how social is not going to give you a massage, you know? I think, uh, you know, a lot, again, I keep drawing on stuff I talk about with coaching, but like uh, people being able to uh, have, like, yeah, not just have like certain exercises and stuff like this, but even just like their own space for things. Yeah. Like, like oh, I, you know, for me, a lot of my self prize energy is around having this fucking cave. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Yeah. But like having like a space to like, uh, like maybe this is sleep last. Would sleep last be not knowing that you need that kind of like restorative alone time kind of thing or like space well, to digest or something? It's not that. Because I mean, I I exist in the cave, but it's more that sleep last isn't. Um, you can be by yourself and still be sleep last in the sense that you're not you're still taking in new sleep is going over the same. And, and, Mm. um, so my version of sleep last is that I do need a lot of alone time, but I don't spend enough time checking in with what my long-term values are. It's more that you're overdoing the, the opposite to the point where you have too big of a pile of stuff that you haven't processed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I need alone time, it's I I feel I end up using my alone time to explore a lot of new things, okay. uh, and so with, in your case, you use your alone time to maybe um, explore a lot of the same things, you know, mm-hmm. to sort of you know going into yourself and and placing things and uh, like yeah re re like right coat, adding a new coat of paint basically yeah. exactly so like and I'm looking for new paint new colors all the time. So, so what what are techniques that somebody who sleep last can actually like apply to 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 go over stuff? Because it was sure that it's you know that sounds like that's not how I like I, I hear what you're saying. That's not how I experience myself doing, but I know from a certain you're doing it the way I'm doing it. That's what I'm yeah. Doing. For example, like a very practical example that I've noticed in you, it's like you have that huge drawing book slash diary, mm-hmm. um, and so there's like a record of. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go back and look at what you were thinking and feeling when you were drawing this, or you're processing things. Um, and so, journaling is one thing that I've had to practice. Is part of it is okay? You had a bunch of all these things that happened this week. Because um, I'm forced to do this kind of stuff whenever big things happen, like when my my dad died or like a breakup. Mm-hmm. Like you're forced. I'm forced to do sleep processing because there's so many things that you're feeling and thinking that you have to go and check in with yourself and journal and look at your long-term values and things like slow down and actually think about things and find where things actually land with you. 
And so what it is as practical steps is stopping the opposite. It's like you're not doing sleep because you're doubling down on the opposite, which is you're taking a new. So it's kind of like on Instagram or any of these social media platforms, you see a video you like, you save it. You see another video you like, you save it. Now you just keep doing that. You could do that with books. Uh, my Amazon wish list is a long ass list that's been going back for over a decade. Now, at some point, you should go over and look at the goddamn list and organize that list and do something with it. Now, someone like me who's double activated on play can just keep bringing in new without going mm. back and looking at the stuff that you've actually saved and doing like, what am I going to do with this video or what am I going to do? Am I actually going to read this book? Am I going to take notes? Am I going to organize those notes? But you can just keep reading new books. And so you can just do that. You can apply that same concept across the board. Like you just keep you know, like hooking up with girls and, and you don't slow down and think about like, do I like what I'm doing? Do I like the girls that I'm hooking up with? Like, where is this going? Like, you're not looking at the long-term ramifications of what you're doing. You just keep going for new things. Uh, and so that's kind of what I've learned to do is uh, scheduling time to go back and look at the things that I've done and sort of evaluate how I feel about things and project out into the future. It's like, am I on a path that I want to be on? Do I feel good about, you know, the long-term things? That's what sleep lasts aren't doing is they're not, they're overvaluing what works now mm -hmm. to the point that they're not looking at, does this align with my values long-term? And in order to do that, you have to actually check in with yourself. Because, yeah, I remember uh, one time we just had a brief conversation about my drawing pad or something. And I remember mm -hmm. you were like responding to that in like a, like a, whoa kind of a way yeah know, yeah like, what are you like, like there's a doing? new thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah is it bedtime now <laughs> i need to get going here yeah 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 we got enough for an episode i mean it's kind of, i like that that was kind of good yeah, yeah. i liked it yeah, too that was super Great. fun like a soul and a course ish episode but also for all my you know for my complete lack of social types in the building right now yeah, it's also just like hanging out you know yeah and people yeah, do this like, is this is chatting. Yeah. People do just like the like free form kind God, of it's bullshit. Funny. And that you don't need a reason to like just I was gonna, chat and yeah. hang out. Well, that's the other thing too, is it feels like there should be a reason, I guess, as opposed to just doing social filler and banter. Yeah. yeah, that's like, you know, I was in the bathroom for a minute and I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, we, you know, we kind of were like, we don't know where we're going to go. And then I started really enjoying our love conversation and then it bled into other shit. But I was kind of like, you know, uh, a, a place the Enneagram does need to go is, all right, so you have all this information. How do you take what you've learned from the Enneagram and apply it to different facets of just like life and stuff? Um, because I know for me, like, like, uh, in terms of just like teaching people gets, gets pretty boring. You know what I mean? To like, just be like, here's what we think about this. Here we go. Da, 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 you know? And, and so like, yeah. I, like, it's just more, it's just more fun to be like, all right. So it's we all wonder. have, yeah. And we all have different perspectives on like love and relationships. And we have the framework of the Enneagram and we know what attachment is and frustration and rejection. And we know the instincts are. So like, what, what, what's something we can say about that, that, no one else can say because like i've seen uh like i don't know what it was but there was some other kind of like love or relationship type of advice thing i saw somewhere 
And I could see how much it was like unconsciously tailored toward like a sexual blind attachment point of view or something like this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and its prescriptions were still not really holding or acknowledging what it would mean to integrate sexual. You know, it was still, it was like helpful, but it wasn't like actually transformative because it lacked that framework and that thing of what's even missing from this. Like, uh, all right. So like, I mean, like if you're, if you're giving advice for, to people who have like a sexual blind spot and, you know, attachment point of view, uh, but you're not able to articulate the value of bringing in the sexual instinct and what that would actually mean. Uh, you can't really give like transformative advice right like because you're still you're still leaping over the thing that is absent that is great that is contributing to whatever problem you're trying to whatever and so like you know and then i don't remember what this advice was but just for example maybe i would be like oh maybe i'll follow that but like being social blind like it wouldn't be helpful because Mm, of whatever you know i'm saying like Mm -hmm, like there's mm -hmm. a whole thing and and so to be able to like give a clear map of like you know like what we just did earlier of, of laying out kind of like a map of different like the, the difference between like care and romance and partnership and love and then like knowing that different types interpret those things or prioritize those things differently mm-hmm. in the way they do is like where we where the enneagram becomes like something more than just unpacking the enneagram itself you know what yeah. i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Or that's a good point. Because I, I, I see that too all over Instagram. And like, um, I a lot of the stuff in the book also was kind of tailored towards sexual blindness. Um, of it kind of discrediting attraction as something that can just, I'd have to like recall it. Because I remember like kind of actively dismissing it at the time. But there was a kind of sexual blind uh, advocation for a sexual blind approach that yeah. you had to kind of discard because that's a very necessary um, part of a relationship. Well, and, a lot yeah. of yeah, a lot of relationship stuff is like if the attraction isn't there, it'll come or something, or the passion will come. Oh like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like no, it's, the attraction is there is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can find connection. You can find yeah, exactly. devotion. You can find other things, but like if you're not attracted to them. You're, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. You can find things to make your the palate like not so nasty or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. A real attraction is not is there. It's not, and that's like yeah. not shallow. That's nature being selective with an intelligence. Yeah, maybe that that's that's a topic for another day when we do a part two of this. But just um, I think there is like a super passionate like oh my god this attraction and chemistry is out of control. But long term, there's like a baseline of this chemistry is good that I think people might be expecting something super um, extreme or like something that reflects what they've seen in the movies. Um, So there's kind of like good chemistries out there. And I think there can be like this overhyped expectation that you're going to be blown away immediately. And that that can happen. But to recognize that I think maybe, I don't know, maybe people just have experienced the baseline of what good chemistry is, but good chemistry is out there for most people if they can sense into what that is okay. and not be scared of it when they encounter it yep. and also not try to embellish it to make it this huge thing that it's not. Totally, totally, yeah. And, you know, there's a whole thing too about, um, and I don't think this is just applies to attachment, but it, like of filtering out 
external representations of what you should be attracted to to find mm-hmm. your own attraction yeah, map. Yeah, yes. totally. And, um, you know, the kind of bodies you like, the kind of energy you like, it's not just like, oh, this is like, this is what I've seen in a Hollywood, whatever, magazine, mm-hmm. whatever, that like, you know, I mean, and I think all of us have uh, like, you know, very different, what we're attracted to is very different. And, yeah. and I think, people can have a hard time admitting some of those things to themselves. Like some people like, like bigger bodies, some people like whatever bodies, you know, whatever. And so they can like, maybe like they can, you can find a body that might be like beautiful, but maybe mm-hmm. you're not actually attracted yes. to them yeah. or, you know, or whatever, or you're attracted to them, but you don't find it very beautiful actually, or something right. like that, you know? And so it's like, that's a whole yeah. thing. There, out. That's the chemistry of the personality. Too, the attraction there, yep. the electricity, the attraction. Yeah. Right, exactly. So yeah, there's a whole thing there that would be interesting because, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, somebody recently was like, I need like six weeks to know if I'm into a person or if they were sexual blind. Is <laughs> Wait, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not that. That's not the body in response to that blind, person. And that is. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, excessive. but I, exactly. Well, it's like you know, it's like it, to, to to kind of filter out all the stuff that's coming up and be like, oh, what is like, what's the actual thing happening here? Oh, not really, you know. Uh, that can be a real challenge, and I, there's like a, a lot of people that just like are in a relationship, and then they realize like, oh, I'm actually not into them, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a real. That's fair. Thing. I've done that. <clears throat> yep, me too. Yeah, I've been involved in hipping people to the fact that they're not actually into their partner at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> Home wrecker gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like home savior. Good savior. I mean, yeah. yeah. From bad yeah. relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's such a scary concept, especially like the more that I'm. What's, What's that? that? That's me. Oh. <laughs> well, shut up, David. Pardon. Uh, <laughs> My electrical body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, just like, I don't know, the more I wake up to, like, what attraction is and the, the longer I've just been in the space of being able to, like, see it and recognizing it or see, see whatever. Yeah, you can see how many people are not with each other based out of an attraction. And of course, you can see it in other spaces too. You can see it in the other instincts too. Like you can see people that have no ability to offer each other like any kind of security or stability. I don't necessarily mean in a resource way, but even just like an energetic, like you're not Mm -hmm. fucking steady for someone. Yeah. Um. Or or people that are like, we're steady for each other, but we fucking do not like each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of these like broken, imbalanced relationships. It's just hard to have everything aligned because. Um, is, yeah. you know you can be sexually attracted to somebody that they the the body that they're that they have is is one that your body likes but then their, their personality is you know repulsive to you and then you could hide don't make somebody. a joke john <laughs> it was like get loading in the chamber yeah God, i've been i've been able to just I, it's been it's become a fine-tuned aware like a fine-tuned sensitivity of coming. like oh yeah just like dumb john joke loading now john stop <laughs> and i saw just like the twinkle in his eyes when he started saying that i'm like fucking sh- no <laughs> or like you like somebody's personality but their like body doesn't do it for you you. Yeah. yeah it's difficult to get all those things to line up 
you can see it sometimes in pictures of couples. There was somebody in the group. Okay. I, I looked at her um, Instagram with her husband, and I said, "You're not into him." Right. <laughs> and, and it was, yeah. and it was, and it was true. Just instantly apparent to me. It's like, oh shit. I mean, it was probably because I'm so perceptive that I saw it, you know. But anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, it it feels yeah. like a lot of couples are. That's that's the sort of the, the default for so many couples that uh, it yeah. doesn't shock me anymore when I see it. Just the it's rare to see couples that are genuinely attracted to each other and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, enjoy each other's company is even a thing. You know, like that's yeah. full stop. <laughs> yesterday, the Simon thing, like you know, Simon Emma thing. That's like what I saw. I was like, oh, they, they like, like each, each other. other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like they don't just tolerate each other. Yeah, they're like you know, making space for the other one to come yeah. forward and you know, shine not just for the other's benefit, but for that own that their that person's benefit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Good one. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we could do more fun. of those. Yeah, this has been kind of nice just to kind of take a little bit more of like, like less like agenda driven and more like just seeing what comes up kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Are you masculine FI, um, Emika? Yes. Yes. Okay. Am I also? Or no, you're, you're, you're masculine TE. Your right. FI is feminine. Yeah, masculine demons. That's why you turn it into like a simp. A... That's right. <laughs> masculine. Yeah, Emma can never becomes a simp. I mean, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but that is funny. How, like a way that masculine FI would maybe come out is that like intense demon swing. Like I don't even fucking like this to begin with. Da, 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 that yeah. kind of stuff. When you were like giving it up in the beginning, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go along initially just to see how it goes because a lot of times it's like if I really like narrow down into how I really feel about something, ninety nine percent of the time yeah. I'm saying no, and so. Part of the play, double activated play, is like, I'll figure it out by just giving it a go. But some things you shouldn't even ever say a little mm, yes to. Yeah. But generally, I feel like I can try things and get myself out of it because like my, my boundaries are so so uh, um, yeah. brutal that you know I can say no at the altar. God, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Do you, Amika, take your beloved... Till no. death do us part. No, I'm no. Done. get out of my life. No, and here's why. <laughs> Personally, yeah. Give you a breakdown. <laughs> I yeah, was say, you're, you're oh, to the uh, betrothed. You're you're dead to me now. <laughs> yes, that is interesting with you because, like, I kind of you you know, Cancer Rising is supposed to be like the direction their life takes and um, the motivation for kind of like getting out of bed and wanting to participate in life and. Cancer is really about like collecting what is its own, like collecting its like own family almost, um, mm-hmm. and keeping that and nurturing it and whatever, whatever. So there is like a part of you that like really actually wants to say yes, you know, a lot. Well, it's more like yeah, there's there's kind of a family theme with me, but it's a very very small yeah. select few, and I I know that you know if I run into one person a year that I genuinely like that's a good year you know and and so but there's kind of like a yeah maybe give people more of a chance and see where this goes but i deep down i know that vast majority of people i meet are going to be extremely disappointing so i've just gotten better i think at 
just knowing that if if you get the feeling initially that this isn't going anywhere, it doesn't get better. Yeah. Like everyone in my life that I love, it's been great since the beginning. It's always been easy. We had chemistry. It was not to say there's no problems, but like the best relationships in your life weren't ones that you had to work yeah. at. Yeah. Like, so I'm at the point where I also just know it's not worth it to deal with annoying people. It's like I'm annoyed because you're not supposed to be in my life. Yeah. I have enough great people that I love that are in my life that if you are like a fucking psychic drain on me, you have to be eliminated. You, ha- you have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such an aid. <laughs> you couldn't say just like cut out or like not want to spend time with them or something like that. No, you have to be eliminated. You have to cut be fucking wiped off the <laughs> fucking face of the earth. Slice her from existence. I'm gonna go to bed because yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, I'm gonna peace out so. too. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Good, good conversation. Good night. Yeah. All right. It was fun good night. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.